Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Oh, my dear friends, today I would like to speak to you out of Matthew chapter 17, and this will be the third and last part of this message. Oh, I think it's such a wonderful message. It has blessed me so much. Yes, and if you would just take a little time yourself to read those verses again and maybe let the Lord himself speak in your heart and let Jesus be revealed in your heart, then I think it would bless you even more. But let's go to this final part, which I believe is one of the most wonderful parts of the whole message, because it talks about Jesus. We talked about the voice of the Father and how terrifying that voice is. And let me tell you, if you read the Old Testament and you see when God came down on that mountain or when he spoke, oh, his voice is like thunder. And it brought such a fear on whoever heard that voice and they would be flat on their faces, just like Peter, James, and John, who were with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, the Mount Tabor. And on that mountain, as they were there, All that glory, well, I think a measure of it, came out and Moses was there, Elijah was there, and a bright cloud covered them and the voice of the Father spoke. And it says, Peter, James, and John, they were flat on their faces, terrified. Oh, I remember such a moment in my life that I was just so terrified because I felt like God himself was standing behind me. I don't know if you've ever had that moment. It's not a wrong thing to experience where that holiness, that presence of the awesome God, the absolute God. But I tell you to live like that with that presence around you in that way. I know some would say, I have that, I have that. But let me tell you, oh, when God, the absolute God comes near in such a way, the Bible says he isn't even able to do that because we all would drop dead. Mortal man cannot stand that awesome presence of the holy God. So he comes in a measure, or he comes in a veil, I should say. He is veiled that we cannot see his fullness. But one day, with that renewed body, we will be in that glory and in that fullness and in that goodness. But don't be worried. Even today, we can experience that presence in a different way through Jesus the Son, who comes near to us. Oh, the Father, yes. Oh, he is far, and I know he is in our hearts as we say it, but, you know, that presence of the absolute God is just too much for mortal flesh, mortal man to handle. But so God, he came near in the Son, veiled in the flesh, I could say. Let me just read these verses, and then we'll continue with that last part. It says, And while he yet spoke, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus alone. Well, the Father says, listen to the Son. So to the Son, we will listen today. And we will go to Jesus today. I think it is so wonderful 
that as Peter, James, and John were laying there and they were just in such a fear, they were just paralyzed by fear. You know, I, I, I think of the day that is coming that all of creation will stand before that awesome throne of God. Well, I have heard non-believers say, you know, they will stand in front of that great throne and they will say, God, why didn't you do this? Why did you do that? And they think they will be able to defend themselves, maybe because of their good deeds, maybe because of things that happened to them that were not fair. But let me tell you, whenever mankind, whenever creation will come before the throne of God, that awesome presence of holiness, of righteousness, it will make us like a dumb mute. We will not be able to speak a word in our self-defense. All our good deeds, they will just not measure up. We will suddenly experience and understand and know we were and we are sinners that are in need of grace and the favor of God. There is nothing we have done. There is nothing we could do. There is no ritual. There is no religion that could save us and that could stand there in the gap on that great judgment day. The only defense we can have is that Jesus, the Son, stands there on our behalf and says, I gave my life for him. I suffered and died for her. My blood was shed. All those sins of the past have been forgiven through the blood of Jesus, and they have been cast away, never to be remembered again. But I tell you, if it's not for Jesus, we will not have a word to speak there. But you know, they were so afraid on their face laying there. And if that would be the end of the story, as it really was in the Old Testament, what more could we do? I mean, how could we stand up knowing that we are lost, knowing that there is no good work that can help us or save us or that can lift away the curse or take away the bad deeds or, or the sin that is just upon us or the punishment that is coming so quickly. The Bible says that the punishment of sin will be death and there is nothing we can do to get out of that, to pay or to do a ritual to get away with it, you know. We will suffer and die for eternity if it is not for Jesus. But then here it says, and I'm so excited when I read this story as it is written in so many different ways in the Bible, telling the same principle. It says, Jesus came near. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus came near. We could not come near to God. So God came near to us in the Son who became flesh, veiled with flesh. And in that way, he came near to us. I couldn't lift up a finger in my own defense. I couldn't speak one word in my own defense. But Jesus came near. You know, I must think of the story of Joseph. Wonderful when he reveals himself to his brothers. And it says, he says, it is me, Joseph. Well, the first reaction is they just cannot believe it. I mean, they sold him so many years before into slavery, and they would think that he would be dead by now or that he would be somewhere in prison or somewhere uh, serving as a servant, but to be the prime minister of Egypt standing there before them, they just could not comprehend that or believe it. 
So he says to them, it is me, Joseph, who you sold into Egypt. I mean, he gave like a secret code for them to understand that really is Joseph. I mean, who else knew that they sold him? They hadn't told a soul about it. But here Joseph himself said, it is me, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And you know, in same matter, Jesus was sold to pay the price for our sins, to go before us, as it were, like Joseph said, God sent me before you to preserve life. Jesus went before us to the cross to preserve our life. And Joseph said, it's me, Joseph. And it says the moment they hear that, it says they, they take a step backwards. Fear comes upon them because Joseph is standing there as the prime minister with all his power. He could tell the guards, take these men away and kill them and, and that would be the end of it. But you know, Joseph's heart was not like that. Just as Jesus' heart is not like that. There was love and compassion and forgiveness in Joseph's heart. And that's also what is in the heart of Jesus. And so when they move backward away of Joseph. It says Joseph came near to them and he says, come near to me and he embraces them. Oh, how wonderful. There is that reconciliation. There is that forgiveness. There is that wonderful moment that finally that burden of regret and of sin that is upon them for all these years has been, is taken away. And so here, Jesus, it says, he came near to them. I'm so glad that Jesus still comes near to his creation today. My dear friend, wherever you are listening to this podcast, maybe in the car or to this radio program, maybe somewhere in a home or at your office, I tell you, Jesus can come near to you right there where you are. Maybe you say, yes, but John, he is not here in the flesh anymore. Oh, praise the Lord for that. We don't all have to go to Israel where we have to stand in long lines, maybe to have a few seconds to be able to see a glimpse of him as he is there in the flesh in one form. He is everywhere now and he comes near. I've heard so many testimonies all over the world, especially in the Middle East, where Jesus is coming near to people who have an open heart who have a longing to know the living God, who have a desire to see God move in their life and who want to serve him. They don't want to serve idols. They don't want to serve dead gods. They don't want to serve statues. They have a longing to come near to God, but it is impossible for them to come near to God with all their sacrifices, with all their prayer. It's just impossible for them to come near to God. So Jesus comes near to them. So God comes near to them in the sun. And we see that and we hear that story all over this world, how Jesus is coming near to people. And he wants to come near to you, my dear friend. So the first thing we read here is it says, and he comes near to them. Oh, how wonderful. You know, he comes near and he's even closer than a brother. He comes near, so near that he comes to dwell in our hearts. And this body of ours becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit as he dwells within us. Oh, how wonderful never to be separated from him. Oh, how wonderful also to look forward to that day that this body of flesh will be put away and we will receive a new body 
and then we will be in the fullness of his presence forevermore. Well, you know, the next thing it says is, and Jesus touched them. He comes near, but he doesn't just come near. You know, sometimes salvation can be so near and yet so far away because we just feel we cannot grasp it or touch it. But it says Jesus touched them. You know, many times in the Bible I read that as Jesus walked around, he would touch the sick. He would touch the leper and they would be cleansed and healed. He would touch the man who was born blind and he was healed. He would touch the crippled or the lame or the sick and they would be made whole. You know, he would touch those people that were discouraged, laying in the gutter of life, just feeling so overwhelmed by all the circumstances and all the regrets and all the painful experiences that they just wanted to give up. But then he comes and he touches them. And one touch of Jesus, I tell you, his virtue flows out of him. His life flows out of him into you whenever he touches you. And I must think of that woman with the issue of blood, how she stretched out her hand and she touched just the hem of his garment. And when she touched the hem of his garment, it says power of Jesus flowed out of him into her. Oh, when our hands and his hand can meet each other, when our touch and his touch can meet each other. Oh, my dear friend, wherever you are today, stretch out your hand. Touch him today. Stretch it out in faith and believe and know that whenever you stretch out your hand in faith to touch him, he is there to touch you. And when the two hands meet, I tell you, power flows from the Almighty Son of God. Healing power, living power, joy will flow, peace will flow, goodness will flow, and whatever your need is, oh, I tell you, it will not be a need anymore, but it will become a testimony of the goodness of God. Oh, my dear friend, he is near to you right now, right now at this moment, he is near to you. And right now, he is laying his hand upon you and touching you to bless you. Oh, he touches you and all that guilt goes away. Oh, all that fear for punishment, it goes away. Oh, that dreadful feeling of the darkness and of the enemy's hold on your life, it just is broken over you and it goes away and peace comes where anxiety used to rule. Oh, peace comes where there is fear and doubt and just blessing and life and joy flows in your heart, in your mind, your soul, your body, your spirit. So it says he came near. It says he touched them. And then it says, and he spoke to them. Now, what would Jesus speak today to you? Well, he would speak the same words as he spoke to Peter, James, and John. Number one, he said, don't be afraid. Oh, when Jesus says, don't be afraid, that is the best you can hear in your life because that just breaks through every barrier of fear and every fear will have to leave. Don't be afraid of the Father anymore. Don't be afraid of God, the Almighty One anymore. Don't be afraid of death anymore. Don't be afraid of sin anymore. Don't be afraid of demons. Don't be afraid of the devil. Don't be afraid of darkness because I am here. 
I have come near. I have touched you. I am living inside of you. You are living inside of me. Don't be afraid anymore. You don't have to be afraid of nothing, my dear friends. Nothing that life could ever put before you or nothing that could ever overcome you when you know that your name is written in the book of life, when you know that he is with you. As he said, I am with you all the days of your life. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you all the days of your life. Yes, even to the ends of this world, I will be with you. When Jesus gave you that promise and confirmed and reconfirmed that promise that he is with you, oh, whom will you fear? Oh, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't fear no more, my friend. Sleep and sleep well and enjoy your night rest because God is with you. Jesus is there. He is watching over you. Oh, have great rest in him, but not just a physical rest. Let your mind rest in him. Let your heart rest in him because you know you never have to fear because he, the great I am, has spoken. Don't fear. And then he says, but rise up, rise up. Oh, my friend, it's time to take action right now. You have heard these messages And now Jesus, not me, not evangelist John Masbach from Holland, but Jesus himself is speaking in your heart and saying, rise up, rise up out of your poverty, rise up out of your sin and that circle of sin that you cannot break out of in your own strength. Rise up out of that sickness, rise up out of that hurt, rise up out of those years of suffering and maybe the pain of the mind, the the pain of the heart, maybe terrible things that have been done to you as a child or as a teenager. Maybe you've been abused. Maybe other terrible things happen in your life and it's just holding on to you. Don't let those things of the past have an arm in your future, but let it be broken right now. That grip of those things of the past to be broken in Jesus' name as you listen to his commandment who's telling you right now, rise up out of that past. Rise up out of those pains. Rise up out of those curses and be free. Oh, be free, my friend, in Jesus' mighty name. Rise up out of that situation in your marriage or out of those family problems or out of those financial needs or rise up now and believe you will have a job tomorrow, that you will have promotion in your life and that other good things will come to you as you rise up in Jesus' name. You know, Peter said, Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come to you. And Jesus said, come. And it says, Peter came out of the boat, put his feet on the water, and he started walking on the water. He was not walking on the water, my friends. He was walking on the word of Jesus. And the word of Jesus was like concrete under his feet. Today, he's telling you, Rise up, rise up, and stand on that water. But you're not standing on water. You're not standing in the impossible in your own strength. You're standing on the word of Jesus, who is telling you to rise up and get up, and he will give you the strength and whatever you need. Oh, Father in heaven, I'm praying for all those that are listening to this program right now. Oh, Lord, come near to them. Touch them right now. Speak in their hearts. 
that they may know they don't have to be afraid anymore and that they may rise up because you're telling them to rise up and all things will be wonderful, all by your goodness and by your grace. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 